That's a new that. one. That's good. I Get like your that. power back. I just made a new one. Get your power back and control <laughs> how, how you, you react. react. You heard it here first, people. I need to write. <laughs> I need to write that down. <laughs> write it down. Welcome to another episode of The Women Behind Me. Today I have Suki with me. Hey Suki. Hello. How are you doing girl? I am good. good How good. are you? I'm very well, thank you. Good, good. Ready for 2020, kind of? Yeah. I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> I actually went out last night. Um, so Out, I'm, out. Yeah, I went out, what? out. I'm actually, I'm qu- trying to banish the kind of you know, oh, let's do dry January yeah. feeling. Yeah. I'm just like, no, January is one of the most depressing months. I'm Absolutely actually, is. I'm actually going to enjoy myself and go out. Absolutely. And also life's, life's too short. Like, I'm all for doing like things and challenging yourself to do things like dry January, but also life's too short. Yeah, definitely. I've yeah. already got a challenge this year. I'm running the marathon. That's enough for me. That is a pretty big challenge. So yeah. I think that's probably enough. I'll leave it there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Can you just tell everyone um, who you are and what you do, please? Of course. So I'm Suki, as you mentioned, Suki Baines. Um, people like to say my surname with my name, have no idea why. Uh, it's got a ring to it. Yeah, Suki yeah. Baines. So I, um, I met Francesca through Boom Cycle. Mm-hmm. So we instructed together spin spin instructors. So that's where I met you. Mm-hmm. I um, I'm currently working on my own company, which is I'm Woman, which is why this fits very mm-hmm. well Perfect with fit. my passions and, and values. And um, I'm also studying my level three personal training qualification. Ooh, mm-hmm. how's that going? It's okay. I've mm. chosen a very science-based one mm-hmm. because I really wanted to understand like the full anatomy and I've just realized that I wasn't good at science at school. So it's coming back to haunt me. <laughs> <laughs> but I will get it done. I will get it done. Cause yeah. it, it's, um, it's very important for Iron Woman because Iron Woman is, is essentially, it's a platform for women to focus on their wellness Um which is why one of my inspira- inspirational women is also about wellness. But we'll come on we'll to come that. We'll come to that. We'll come to that. Um, so, cool. So we have five women to talk about. We do. Let, let's just kick off. The first one uh, we're going to chat through is Ariana Huffington. Mm-hmm. The name should be familiar to people, but in case it's not, can you talk to us about who she is? Sure. And why course. she's important to you? Yeah, so um, Ariana Huffington is is Greek. So she came over to England when she was 16 years old. She's very academic. She's got a great education. And that's not why I'm inspired by her. I'm inspired because she said set up her own um her own company which was the Huffington Post that's probably mm-hmm. where most people if they don't know about her they will have heard of the Huffington Post yeah, for sure which she has now sold but the the part that I'm really interested in with Ariana is her her other company which is Thrive is called Thrive Global and it's all about wellness and mm-hmm. it came from her own story of stress and burnout her book called Thrive yeah. as well. Yeah. yeah. So um, she set that up. What does the company Thrive do? I'm not aware exactly what sure. they do. So what they do is provide essentially wellness tips, um, a platform for people mm-hmm. to go on and talk about, you know, their struggles, anything like that. Uh, articles also as well. They have people like Deepak Chopra who gives meditation. 
and I believe she's got an app as well I'm not sure about that but yeah so essentially it's all about helping people who are kind of working to their maximum Mm -hmm. and really need to take a step back and start focusing on their wellness like the whole the whole concept is essentially you know you can't run on empty so Mm -hmm. here are the tools let's provide you the tools to kind of be able to still do what you want to do but not forget your wellness essentially. Not at the cost of like of course yeah hurting your body and not surviving thriving actually yes which is yeah. what happened to her so her, her story um the first time I came across her actually I was working for LinkedIn so I've got mm-hmm. before I started my own company I've got a sales career of 15 years I'm yeah. quite old now actually <laughs> It's like 15 years, bloody hell. Gosh. Um, so I worked at LinkedIn and had this amazing opportunity to go to New York for a week and went to Advertising Week, which is huge in the media mm-hmm. industry. And she was one of the speakers and she said something which has stayed with me to today. So that was eight years ago. Mm-hmm. And she said, which I'm pretty sure isn't her quote, but I quote her, is... Um, you can't control what happens to you, but you can control your reaction. So true. And the way she spoke, she was so eloquent, but also as well, there was just nuggets that people are able, that resonated with them. And this really resonated with me and Mm -hmm. it has stayed with me for most of my life. And I keep going back to her. I mean, I don't follow her all the time. I don't agree with her political views or anything like that. (laughs) But she inspired me with that one quote and she continues to inspire me because even though hers was a wake up call, like she woke up in her office in a pool of blood because she had worked so hard on growing Huffington Post for two years. Um, And she was running on empty. So essentially, she she said she was working every single hour of every single day and she went home, she was in her home office and then Mm. she just woke up in this pool of blood and just thought, what am I doing? Yeah. I have to make a change. And I think that's so relative but also inspiring because a lot of people would have just I guess gone back to totally and it's kind of an addiction almost when you're working that hard what what do I do otherwise um we we all have friends like that who just can't stop yeah I mean I was one of them Mm. I was one of those friends um when you have a successful career and you want to do better there's things you want to achieve in life you know you want to buy a flat we live in London one of the most expensive cities in the Mm -hmm. world we have to keep up with our peers there's a lot of social pressure as you're growing up Mm -hmm. it's very very difficult but then when you have a wake-up call like she did and I did later on in life I think you kind of realize that actually without your health there's nothing yeah and this is Absolutely. what she did. And now her whole life has centered around health and she's still very, very successful. So it can be done, yep. which is why, and, and one of her biggest things is sleep. Yeah, Sleep more. Mm-hmm. And I just think if there's someone who is that, like she sold Huffington Post now for absolute millions mm-hmm. and now she's created this other platform. And if someone like that can do that and sleep seven to eight hours a night, then we can all do it, right? Yeah. So yeah. Definitely. So yeah, so she she's a pretty amazing woman. And one bit of genius advice that she gave out in a podcast I was listening to, which I'm going to share, because actually... Please do. I was like, wow, that's actually quite amazing. I'm going to do that. Mm. She said when she got to 40, she made a list of all of these things that she always wanted to do, like, oh, my goals. And as it's a new year, I'm sure that we're all doing that. Mm-hmm. So she'd wrote down, speak German, 
skiing, all mm-hmm. of this. And she said, I'm going to complete these projects mm-hmm. by dropping them. So she just crossed them out really? and was like, I'm never going to speak German. Am yeah. I being real with myself? Am I going to speak German? No, I'm not. Drop Cross it. it out. Get it out of my life. I yeah. don't need it. Skiing. I'm going to enjoy with my family, but I'm going to read a book by the fire. I don't need to go and ski. Drop that. Mm-hmm. I like how that. I was just like, God, that's quite eye-opening. I'm it going is. to do that. Because we wow. always have all of this noise in our head, which is like, I've got this goal. I've got this goal. Mm. But just be honest with yourself and think... Am I going to do this? I, I've been trying to be a really good swimmer for about 10 years. Mm-hmm. I can swim now in the sea. That was what I wanted to do. But now I'm concerned with like, no, I need to be better. And that, I was just like, right, that's one of those. I'm dropping it. Done. And it actually feels very, very quite invigorating to do it. Really liberating. Because it's, it's great to have goals and to set them and to achieve them. But yeah. you cannot do everything. No. And there are some things, quite frankly, you are never going to be able to do. And that's okay. And kind of letting go of them and forgiving yourself almost. Definitely. I'm never going to do that and that's fine. So those are two things from Ariana Huffington. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, and also the quote as well. So you can't control what happens to you, but you can control how you react. And then sleep, 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 sleep. 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 That's basically our charging, yes. you know, when yep. you charge your phone. Charge also you. Don't need, yeah, charge you, but don't do it next to your, nope. your head. <laughs> <laughs> Different part of the house, please. <laughs> exactly. And then drop drop the things that you are never going to, to do yeah. and see how it feels. Yeah, there you go. We can just stop the podcast now. That's like <laughs> so much wisdom already. I'm like, yeah, great. That's We're all done. the wisdom I have for today. <laughs> so, great. Well, that you, was great. Thanks, Suki, yeah. for coming in. Uh, if you want to drop the podcast now, you can. Bye. <laughs> No, there will be more. Please stay, yeah, listeners. Yeah, just stay, please stay, please. Um, <laughs> person number two hasn't got a name, but you know who I mean. Yes, yes. So, so this is a bit of a strange one. Mm-hmm. So when um, when you asked me to think of five inspiring women, it's very difficult, by the way. Yes. Uh, just because you want to... You want to be really, really true and authentic to, you know, who are these people that are inspiring me? And... I like a curveball. This mm-hmm. one's a curveball. So mm-hmm. I was just like, this happened to me, but actually it changed my whole life course. Mm-hmm. So I used it to empower me, which I think is pretty inspiring. Yeah. So this this woman, <laughs> who we shall not name, mm-hmm. uh, she, because you might listen to this podcast. You um, never know. Exactly. Of my 30 listeners, she could be one. You never this know. This is true. And yeah. uh, she's got a very common name and I don't want people to think it's one it's of them. my best friends. Yeah, yeah, or someone else. Exactly. Yeah. This so, person, right? Great. So uh, the story goes, I was living in Dubai. I went over with LinkedIn, had a great opportunity, had to make new friends at 32 years old, right. which is very difficult, yeah. uh, especially when you're in an expat country and everyone else is just drinking on the weekends, 24-year-olds, as you do, yes. as I did, yeah. uh, having the time of their lives. I had one mission, and that was to go there, make a lot of tax-free money, yes. and buy a flat in London. Mm-hmm. So, um, fine. But I had to have a community. Yeah, I met this woman, amazing. We had a friendship for a year. Great, great, great. And then uh, we had a trip booked to Cambodia. Mm-hmm. And we went on this trip to Cambodia and everything was fine. And uh, I'm actually going to tell the story as it is, as I tell my friends, because yeah. it's pretty... It's, it's pretty flabbergasting. Mm-hmm. So we went on a night out, um, both single, as you do, met some yep. men. Mm-hmm. And then I lost sight of her. And uh, I was just like, oh, where is she? Looked everywhere, couldn't find her. And 
we had gone 20 minutes into the center right. of Cambodia. Mm-hmm. When you're with your friends, girls especially, you agree to stick together. Stick together, for sure. And then I had this message, if you care, I've left. And I just thought, oh, a bit oh. strange. Uh, so I was like, right, I better go, go home. And the gentleman that I was with, I don't know why I'm calling a gentleman the bloke and he was just like I don't think you should go on your own like I'll take you back in the tuk-tuk so he did anyway we started talking on the balcony and then um as it <laughs> as it continues she woke up in yep. the bedroom yep. and then came out and just started shouting like nothing had happened there's no part of the story that I'm missing out, right. honestly. She was on the balcony chatting. On the balcony chatting. So she yep. opens the door and she's just like, I can't believe you left me. And I'm like, I didn't leave you, you left me. And now you've brought him back here. And I was just like, yeah, we're sat here talking on the balcony. Um, he's not in your bed, like chill out. Anyway, I'll cut a long story short. She chucked all of my clothes out onto the balcony. By this time, the guy had scarpered. He was just like, I'm out of here. Don't I don't him. know what is going on. Yeah. Everything, my toothbrush, everything on the balcony. It's 4 a.m. Just going to, yeah, put that there. And then shut the doors and the curtains and left me out there all night. Yes. So (laughs) that's the story. But I've never been treated like that. And the Mm. next morning, I just thought maybe she was just really drunk. So she opens the doors at 10 a.m. Are you still here? And I just thought. Well, where would you go? Yes, where would I go? And I just said, you know, let's talk about this. And she went, I don't want to talk to you. And I just, I was just like, I've done nothing wrong. Like, let's just, so also the backstory is I'd never been traveling on my own. So mm. now I find myself. So I just left her because I just thought you're, she was being very rude. I've calmed it down a little bit for the listeners. Effing <laughs> <laughs> and blinding, whatever. Mm. I went mm. to central Cambodia and just sat there and just thought, so this was day two of our eight day trip. Wow. Yeah. On my what own with all my stuff. We had all of these trips planned. Yeah. Um, my first thought was go back to Dubai, you know? And so this is where the inspiring bit comes in. So, and also from the quote, you can't control what happens to you, but you can control how you react. Sure. And I just thought, right, okay, what am I going to do? Um, And I literally was this close to going back to Dubai. Mm. And then out of somewhere, I just found this strength. And I just thought, you know what? I'm going to use this really bad situation to inspire me and empower me to empower myself yeah and I'm gonna do my own thing Mm -hmm. and I had the best eight days ever I never spoke to her again yeah ever but to this day if I ever did see her again I would go over and thank her because when I came back from that after the eight days I'd had such a profound time and really looked within because obviously you question yourself like what have I done wrong sure of course I really looked within had a lot of time to do quite a lot of self-reflection and I'm from a big family I've always had boyfriends I've never really been on my own yeah in a country on my own meeting all these wonderful humble people and you're kind of forced into that situation you yeah. plan it like that yeah and I came back and that's when I decided that actually I was going to leave LinkedIn wow yeah so it, it did life change it changed a lot of my life so yeah. so eight seven months later I left LinkedIn and then Gosh. started I'm woman wow yeah so I did courses and everything so when I got back to LinkedIn the immediate thing I did was enroll in a coaching course so, yeah yeah so that's, yeah. Oof, pretty... It's crazy how like one unexpected thing, which seems quite innocent, like you had a row with your friend. Fine. She, yeah, but she, yeah. It, I, th- I think that's the most important thing and why I thought of this situation because I thought 
you know what? She she inspired me to be a better person, actually. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. even though her, everything she did, she did out of malice or whatever. I don't know. A place of resentment. That's all I can whatever think. Whatever it may be. Yeah. But I could have, I could have reacted in a very, very different way. And I think... I think that's the most important thing if you've ever had anything like that in your life if or if anything happens just just know that you're a good person ultimately you know I had to ring quite a lot of friends and my sisters and be like am I a moron you yeah. know this is yeah. what happened keep repeating the story to my hair in my head like where did I go and wrong? you play it and play wrong? it and you get so stuck in your head as well it's like no actually take a step back yeah and, and you're good yeah and I think also as well it, it really made me just I've got thick skin anyway, but it just made me realize that actually mm. only you can tear yourself down. No one yeah. else can. Yeah. So, yeah. That really, that whole story just embodies what you were saying about you choose how you react to things. Yeah. And it's not what happens, it's how you react to it. Yeah. There was, there was a method to uh, me was. choosing these people. See, I'm glad I chose Ariana <laughs> first and then that one. Yeah, that one links in quite nicely. There you go. A nice there little segue. Thanks yeah, for that. Very good. You're welcome. Gosh. I know. Oh. I know. Yeah, I know. It's a bit of a shaky off one, yeah. that one, isn't it? Person number three. Let's just press on. I know. Um, Jamila Jamil. Yes. Next. I love Jamila. Do you like Jamila Jamil? I do, of course. Yeah. I want so, to know why you do, though. It's not about of course. me. Yeah, no, I know. <laughs> I, love- <laughs> I used to be a recruitment consultant so I'm used to asking the questions yeah um so I bloody love her I think she's just what we need she's so refreshing one of the things that I hate about social media I love social media and I hate it as well yeah and the big thing for me is there's so many influencers influencers I'm doing a vertical commas here um that are not using their platform for good purpose but she does Mm -hmm. and she has also had experience as well but I love that she has no fear of calling out the Kim Kardashians of the world and she doesn't care who you are if you're putting something out there which is going to be toxic for another person she will say something about it and she's created the I Way movement Mm -hmm. uh, which is all about embodying yourself and loving yourself no matter what who you are you know he she if you don't want to label yourself fine um disabled you know she's she's been through a lot in her life and what inspires me and she inspires me every day really because she's south asian i'm south asian you know she's an ethnic minority mm-hmm. and she has made it in a world which she probably never thought that she could and she's proven everyone wrong about yeah. her size and you know about the way she looks she still does her own makeup even when she's on the red does carpet she? yeah she That's does her great. own makeup isn't yeah. it and she looks amazing yeah she does. um and she just she's always learning so if she does something wrong she will apologize and she'll just say tell me how i can do better yeah i i follow her twitter i follow her instagram and i think that is so brave when you own something where mm-hmm. you're just like you know a lot of people are like, oh god uh, well i wrote that wrong, wrong thing or i've done something wrong but i'll just kind of like forget about that and not apologize she yeah. will publicly apologize and be like i'm still learning educate me um and the i way movement i think she started it and didn't expect it for it to explode how it has and she's got other celebrities on board as well um but she's just you know when kim kardashian I think it was when she put that lollipop on her Instagram account. Oh, yeah. And said, you can lose weight with this. And I think Khloe Kardashian has literally just done it two days ago as well about flat belly or something. 
And she was just like, you will not get a flat belly by just eating a lolly. Eat some food, you know? And then she talks about how many people they have behind them to look the way they do, plastic surgery, all of that. Mm. And she really has given a platform for people who aren't celebrities and who want to have a voice, you know? Mm. And that's what I Weigh is all about. And I just think she's so inspiring because everything she does is for the good of other people. Yeah. And I feel like, especially with her social media calling out other people, there's a lot of people who do do that, but they're mainly comedians. They do it for comedic effect. Mm. She's doing it just to be honest and say, hang on a second. 100%. Just to reality check, because we forget. It's so easy to forget that Instagram is not real. Yeah. It's a constructed reality. And so much goes into every post, every story, every endorsement. But she calls it out. And I think yeah. that's really important to have for people. And I'm always thinking when I talk about social media, I'm always talking about younger women who are just growing up with it. Mm. Like we didn't. We were very much growing up analog in yeah. comparison to what's going on now. Mm. But imagine like growing up with this all around you and I having couldn't. an iPhone and you're 11 years old and just having access to that world so early on yeah I've got so important I've got two nephews and I really worry you know them growing up in this horrendous kind of culture that has been created which is based on lies you know and there's there's all this false kind of sense of oh right okay well reality really and it's not reality the only reality you need is the life that you're living right now Mm -hmm. like you know this is reality you and me sitting in this room yeah you know going on instagram that's not reality it's just a whole load of people posting things on there for you to like Mm -hmm. and then there's the these golden nuggets of wisdom from people like jamila jamil Mm -hmm. um i know we're talking about women but matt haig is another one that really calls people out I, i absolutely adore matt haig as well but With social media, yeah, I I guess the key thing is if there's something or someone that doesn't make you feel good, don't have it on your, you know, that's tailored for you. It's your feed. Do Mm -hmm. what you wish with it. Take them off. Mm -hmm. The minute it gets toxic, get rid. That's what I say. Yeah, totally. But it's important to have people like that who are doing the calling out, who are doing the checking in, the kind of hello. Yeah. You think this is real? It's not. Um, So she's she's really, really good at that. She's so good at that. But also as well, she really really has helped you know the the asian community with kind of it's quite hard i think it is anyway i mean i don't know the the industry that she's in very well but um for her to do what she did as a presenter and now she's gone and she's broken hollywood she's in um the good place the good place yeah i haven't seen her but i saw her i'm like she's in yeah she's in she's done she's done so well so well really really well Uh, I just think it's really inspiring. It's inspiring for, you know, ethnic minorities who might not think, oh, I can do that. She's like, yes, you can do it. You can do anything. You know, we need more representation, you know. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I adore her. I think she's great. Yeah. Absolutely amazing. She's great. I just think the the space she occupies both in her professional career Mm. and on social doing what she does there is just really something that we need to value yeah. and to encourage. Uh, she's very unapologetic. That's the best way to describe her. You know what, that's so funny because in pretty much every podcast I've done so far, the word unapologetic has come up. 
I think it's the new word for 2020. I think, I think it, it's actually my new word. Yeah. I say it all the time. But you should be. I mm. mean, you, you should stay true to your own values. And, and I think she does that so well. She's just like, you know what? I'm calling you out on it because I feel very passionately about this. And I'm unapologetic in the process. So, Absolutely. But she doesn't. She's not personal with it. She's just, she's not rude. She swears mm-hmm. quite a lot, but who doesn't like swearing? Everyone likes swearing. <laughs> <laughs> you do. Yeah, I, I like swearing. Yeah. Um, have you spoken before about people who just have a front and who are a certain way, mm. but in real life are not at all No, like at all. I've met people who I've seen on social media, I've been inspired by, I've met them in person and been so disappointed. Yeah. But with her, she's so personal on her social media and also on in all her interviews yeah I kind of feel like I know her she does that very well mm-hmm. so I do feel that if I did meet her face to face she would just be as amazing and if she mm-hmm. isn't I would probably tell her about it as well <laughs> I think she'd want you to as well she'd be like oh okay is, is it not tell me how I can learn yeah that's the yeah. great thing as well She's yeah like, yeah so keen to kind of oh Jamila you're so annoying stop <laughs> being so you? good at everything <laughs> <laughs> but yeah it's it's so true I mean would would you I'm asking you a question now even though obviously you're asking not a two-way streets my podcast yeah no. <laughs> <laughs> go ahead go but ahead. like say for example if you met someone in person yeah would you be honest and give them you know feedback and say actually what you're portraying on Instagram is completely not, different. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's important for people to realize because I think you can get lost in that Instagram reality of mm. I post this, so I am this. Yeah, so true. But that's not true at all. Like it's an entirely separate thing. Mm. And it is funny, like even people that I know on their Instagram, I know it's it's fake. Yeah. I, yeah, I can tell the difference and know the difference. But for someone who doesn't, you know, you just, you just, it's hard to... Or how many times it took yeah. them to take that picture or, mm-hmm. oh, look at how empowering I am when in fact you're actually not empowering in real life. Totally, exactly. <laughs> and that's why, like, even when I'm teaching, I try to be extremely real and just say, look, I'm tired. My face is drenched in sweat. Mm-hmm. And even, like, when I post... I love I'm yours. Like, you're just like, this is me. Yeah, entirely. And I, I, I look gross when I work out, but that's just it. Um... We have two family members next. I know. So you talk about some separately or together or however you want. Uh, yeah. So so essentially, I've, I'm from a family of women. I've got three sisters, mm-hmm. wonderful mother, amazing dad as well, who who's just inspiring in his own right. But we'll talk about the women. Don't worry. <laughs> Stop talking about men, Suki. That's fine. <laughs> the occasional one's all right, I guess. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there are men that inspire us too. Yeah. Uh, so... Okay, so yes, my mum and my sister. So I love my sisters. They're all incredible, inspiring women. But my sister Dee, she, she's like my soulmate. Mm-hmm. In fact, she is my soulmate. Mm-hmm. Is she older or younger? I'm the youngest. You're the youngest. Yeah, okay. so she is three years older than me. Mm-hmm. And the reason I'm close with all my sisters, but with with D, I've pretty much followed her around. <laughs> you just stalked her. Is she really your sister? Uh, I don't know who she is. They've always told me I'm adopted. So, um, true story. So, <laughs> so essentially, she the school that I went to, I was bullied really badly. Um, it's it was just amazing to have her because she was actually really popular. <laughs> She's probably like, God, she was such a geek. Like, 
I was not who I am today. Obviously, of course not. I was an 11 year old child, but I was very, very introverted um, and very insecure. Mm -hmm. I was a tall girl and didn't hit puberty for till I was 15. Mm -hmm. So everyone else was, you know, doing great and I was called ironing board and you know it was it was literally just like very very horrendous anyway but my sister throughout my whole life has just been like my ultimate protector and the reason she inspires me is because she inspires me to be a better sister Mm -hmm. because she's got it down like she's incredible um she protected me she looked after me there was this one girl who was tremendously horrendous to me and obviously she shouldn't have done this but it was pretty hilarious when she did she's like walk around with her gang she had like five friends and they were all really good looking this is my sister right very popular three years older and yep. then um she would just walk into a room and be like you I'm going to break your legs if you touch my sister ever again. <laughs> Great. But everyone was kind of like, oh my God, the popular gang are here. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And they they were just like, that's your sister. And I was like, that's my sister. Yes. Yeah, check yep. me out. <laughs> and uh, the head teacher actually had to call her in and say, look, you can't say this. They're 11 year olds. You're, yeah. you know, you know, a senior, whatever. And uh, she she just said, I will break her legs. She hurt my sister. I will break her legs. Anyway, so that's like the starting of it. But then she went to university um, and I cried quite a lot. (laughs) And then I went to the same university as her. And then she moved to the most obscure place after she'd done her journalism, which is Hungerford. So (laughs) after university, I went and lived with her. Did you? Hungerford's for me. With her and her boyfriend. Like we've got this running joke. Like he's my brother-in-law. They've been together 17 years. And he's just like, will you stop following us, please? So I used to, and I, they used to make a packed lunch for me. And then I got a job with her. Oh my goodness. <laughs> when you she... said you're a bit of a stalker, I didn't really realize you actually meant it. And then she moved to Dubai, so I did. No. <laughs> wow, this is getting a bit much. <laughs> so, okay, so I will, uh, I'll uh, stop talking about it so much, but she... She's just been there my whole life, just egging me on in everything that I want to do. She's, you know, when I felt like I can't believe in myself, she's made me believe in myself, you know. And the one um, time that really stands out for me is um, when I left LinkedIn, I was just so unsure of what I was going to do. I'd done my coaching. So I kind of spent a year trying to figure out what I wanted to do. And she Mm -hmm. took me under her realm, as always. Um, (laughs) And... I, for the first time in my life, actually suffered, well, from my first bout of clinical depression. Mm-hmm. Um, but it got so bad and I didn't tell anyone. I told no one, not even her. And she right. knows everything about me. Right. And I was living in Dubai. She lives in Dubai. And I became so insular. And she, after six months, she just basically was like no I'm not having this anymore and she would drag me out of bed every day Mm -hmm. she would get me moving um because it's like that's my go-to that's one of my tools for my depression yeah and um she she just protected me she did everything that she could without judgment Mm -hmm. which if you're ever suffering from a mental illness 
is the biggest thing you can do for someone is being there without judgment. Mm -hmm. And she's never, ever had any exposure to a mental health illness. She's never been through it herself. But yet she managed to do that. Mm. And she actually said to me, she was just like, you've taught me so much about depression and I really thank you for that because I was just not compassionate towards it and I don't think I would have been if it hadn't have happened to someone so close to me yeah um so she I mean she did a lot she got me therapist she she basically got me on my feet again and she was the first person that I told Mm -hmm. and when you break that barrier if you know any of the listeners that's the most important one the the bit where it's scary and it's dark and it gets worse and it's worse is when you try and do it on your own. And that's what I was doing. Mm -hmm. And if she hadn't have come along, God knows what would have happened, you know? But I'm just so grateful. I kind of feel like she saves my life again and again. (laughs) (laughs) She does sound pretty amazing, I have to say. she is. You'd you'd meet her and you'll be like, yeah, she's pretty amazing. And just to have, like, when you're dealing with someone who has depression, even you just don't necessarily know how to handle it until yeah. you encounter it. Yeah. But completely coming to it fresh and obviously being someone so close to her, mm. being able to then do what ended up being the right thing for you yeah. is amazing. But you know what? It's because she educated herself. Going mm-hmm. back to Jamila Jamil, you yeah. know, she went away and she just researched it. Everything she could. She researched bloody everything. Yeah. And then was just like okay and spoke to my other sisters mm-hmm. for me as well you know and was just like my background is I've come from a very strong family you know it's tough love all the way mm-hmm. and also as well I've had to be strong because I've been in a sales career male dominated environment strong yeah. strong 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 mm-hmm. for me depression was weak yeah I was just mm-hmm. like this isn't happening to me me I'm really strong this is weak when actually I am so resilient because of my depression. That's yeah. how I see it now. Obviously mm-hmm. in the throes of it, I couldn't see that. Sure. And that, and that was my fear that people would now look at me and be like, you're weak. And she just kept saying to me, you're one of the strongest people I know. And you're, you're strong because you're going through this and yeah. you're going to come out of it on the other side. Yeah. So the key thing there really is, She's amazing. I'm so lucky to have three incredible sisters and also a soulmate in one of them. Yeah. And the key thing is really, I mean, this one is about mental health. I think it's an important topic that should not just be discussed on mental health awareness days, but Mm -hmm. every single day. Absolutely. Um, is to find that one person and break the barrier. Yeah. Find that cheerleader and just be like, this I I know that I can have this first conversation and and have it because it will help you don't do it on your own and I feel also it's really important for the person if you are that cheerleader and this person comes to you says this is what's going on with me to do like what your sister did is step up to it because I think some people are quite intimidated by I don't know how to handle this what do I do I'm not qualified in dealing with this They've chosen you, yeah. They've chosen you for a reason Mm -hmm. because it's something about you and you just got to rise to it. Yeah. And that person needs you at that time. I love that. And that that sounds like, what's your sister? Step up, I love that. I'm all about stepping up. I love stepping up. Do you? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Every day, I'm like, right, today we step up. Um, (laughs) Is that what you say in your spin classes? (laughs) I haven't used that yet. Oh my God, use it. I know. Today we step up. It's quite powerful. I like that. It's pretty good, isn't it? Two words. Yeah, so... um, 
I, I kind of, it's a relatable topic. I know that people don't know my sister, um, but if you want to, her name's Davinda Baines. You can look her up. <laughs> Everyone giggles. Yeah. I'll put her in the um She'd be like, why have I got um, about 30 new followers? I gave you a shout out. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. Um, and then I won't spend too long on my mum because I know I've uh, spent quite a lot. You're going to have to edit the shit out of this. <laughs> my job, don't worry about that. Um, so yeah, my mum, for obvious reasons, she has given birth to four women. Yes. <laughs> which is bloody inspiring Oof. on its own. I can't imagine. Yeah. But the most inspiring, like the reason I find my mother so inspiring is she came, so she, her, okay, the best way to describe it. She was born in India. So she's an immigrant. Okay. And she met my father on his wedding day. So I don't know if you, how much you know about wedding culture, Indian culture even, but um, arranged marriages and back in oh, the day. When you said his wedding day, I thought on their wedding he day. He was marrying somebody else. Yeah. Like, oh, did she crash the wedding? Yeah. Um, I'll have him. <laughs> That's why she's so inspiring. <laughs> be like, all right, mom, ass. chill out. Um, okay. So she. Yeah, they that's empowering a whole new level. <laughs> no, so they at, had at their ar- wedding. They had an arranged marriage. So they had okay. an arranged marriage. Um, I have a way of like talking about things so backwards. Um, but yeah, I get there eventually. So they got they got married and that in itself is just like she did that for her parents um which is crazy mm-hmm. i mean i love my parents but i definitely would not do that <laughs> no way i will choose the person i'm going to spend the rest of my life with yep fair enough then um she moved to england mm-hmm. didn't speak a word of english and moved in with a family that she had met the week well, actually six months prior because it took her six months to go over, come over here. Didn't have a job, no so English. So hard. Like you can't even think how hard that must I have been for I her. cannot fathom. I cannot fathom at mm. all. Like, seriously. Um, and then had her first daughter in an Indian family. Again, yeah. I don't know how much you know about this, but it's basically like a curse if you have a woman in an Indian family. Um Obviously, they don't think of it like that. <laughs> They're just like, win, win, win. We got mm-hmm. four. And then, so she actually had a really, really hard time. And then in quick succession, she had another one. <laughs> and then another one. Yeah. And then it was just like, everywhere we went. And I remember the comments. It was just like, oh, I'm so sorry. You've got four daughters. Oh, what? God, poor you. People actually said that to her. Oh, God, yeah. The Indian community, it's wow. all about the men. All yeah. about the men. And to this day, I always remember both my parents and, you know, my dad's amazing. It's just like they're boys to us, you know. Mm. They have brought up four incredible daughters. <laughs> Three. And then there's me. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> but in the sense that, you know, we've all had successful careers, but also we've retained all the respect for them as well. Mm-hmm. But with my mum she got her job and the only job she knew was she couldn't speak English as a seamstress. Mm -hmm. So she was just like, no, I'm still going to have a career, you know, and had a really long career as a seamstress while bringing up four daughters who are all about year, year and a half apart. Whilst my dad was working from 5am till 11pm to make sure that they could afford the mortgage in a good area because they wanted us to grow up in a good area. Mm -hmm. Um, So not only that, she's just, 
a compassionate individual through and through and also gives back to society. Yeah. And then if there's ever a function, anything like that, she's the one to go to. She does all the cooking for everyone. There's nothing that she can't do. When Mm. I go home, two of my favorite curries are made even before I've got out of bed. And then she sends curry back with me and she's just, she's just, the best way to describe her is like, I've got my own mother, Teresa. She's just like, Given, giving back so much to the community, but then also as well, one of the hardest things ever is that from the culture that she's come from, you know, she met my father on their wedding day. Yeah. It's very hard for them to then come into the, this Western culture, bring up four daughters who were born in this country and expect them to do the same. Mm-hmm. And what she's done is she's embraced whoever we want to love. And that is for, for her. And this is the key thing for me. Whenever I think about my mother, it's just love everywhere she mm-hmm. goes. It's just like, okay, well, they've been married for over 50 years now. That's crazy. Yeah considering that they didn't even know each other until their wedding day. Yeah. But she had to grow to love my father. Mm. She wasn't lucky enough to fall in love with someone. And, but she's got so much abundance of love for everyone. Everyone that steps into that family, you know, I've got a partner. All of my sisters have got partners and, you know, ideally they would have liked us to marry Sikh guys and all of that. But we like the English man. (laughs) (laughs) let's just put it that way (laughs) um and she you know welcomes him with open arms and it's just like we can make you a part of our family like Mm. you know come in come in and it's just and now we've got i've got nephews i can just see it all happening again and it's just like this woman's love is endless yeah so that's why she inspires me and it's kind of like when you're surrounded by people like that sisters and and my mother and my father as well you're you're just like yes you make mistakes but you can kind of get through it if you still have love in your heart yeah you know just keep Mm -hmm. going we're gonna wrap it up because i feel like we've covered so much yeah um we we tick the boxes five people tick 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 um one thing i do like to end on Mm -hmm. if i may a little you've said so many amazing little tidbits and inspiring quotes that we could just pull out all over the place but i want you to choose one one like quote or something if someone's listening what should they leave this podcast thinking i wish you'd asked me to prepare this that's so bloody difficult i'm sorry i know i but just like you know just something you've said or or anything i don't mind i'm not fussy um i i think i'm gonna use the one that i've already used because i I do live by that, to be Mm. honest. Um, And especially in work situations, because sometimes when you're sat there and someone is really grating on you. We all know the people. Exactly. Just just pause for a minute and be like, okay, this is happening to me. Like if someone makes a remark, which you're just like, that's well out of order, don't react immediately because the the kind of domino effect could lead somewhere that you're just like that did not happen you don't need to happen massive drama yeah and also as well like 
you know, I'll give this bit of advice because I do this. I've got quite an irrational mind Mm -hmm. and I have to stop and be like, okay, Suki, let's think rationally. Is this actually going to happen? You know, and I do it a lot with my partner and I'm just like, okay, I can't control what's happening to me, but I can control how I react. Can't control what's happening to me, but I'm going to control how I react. And when you start changing your reaction, I'm not even joking, it starts changing your life Mm because people are a bit like, why am I being a bitch? Why am I being a bitch to her? Yeah. And she's reacting like, not like that. Because normally reaction is a defense mechanism, right? Mm -hmm. So if someone says something about you or to you, immediately it's a defense because there's an insecurity somewhere in you that you're trying to defend. But if you control it and you react differently, then that person won't know which buttons to press because they'll just be like... Oh, we shouldn't get defensive about and that. And they lose that power over you because they did know, but now they don't. Exactly. Yeah. So there you go. So get your power back and control how you react. That's a new that. one. That's good. Get I like your that. power back. I just made a new one. Get your power back and control <laughs> how, how you, you react. react. You heard it here first, people. I need to write. I need to write that down. <laughs> I can write it down. Um, we'll let you do that. Thank you so much, Suki. It's oh, been a really you. enjoyable hour. It's been an hour. Can thank you believe? I know. Can't shut you up. <laughs> I know. I am honestly. Give me and a microphone. Here I go with my edit. Um, <laughs> thank you for inviting me. Honestly, yeah, of course. I'm really. I think it's very admirable what you're doing. Thank and you. I feel very flattered to be part of it. Yeah, of course. Thank you so much. Thank you. The night is stealing on my mind. If I hold your hands. Hi guys, thank you so much for listening to another episode of The Women Behind Me. I think I am finally getting the hang of Garage Band, which is great 2020 achievements. Do uh, like, follow, subscribe, tell everyone you know about this fabulous new podcast. And I'll be back with episode five very soon. Bye.